Listeners be advised, the Holiloquy podcast discuss matters related to the human experience and many that are sexual in nature. Due to this, some conversations may surround triggering topics such as sexual violence, self-harm, abuse, and much more. Please be advised, a list of crisis and psychological resources will be available in the show notes of this episode. With that said, let's get started with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention please as we go through the following safety instructions. In the event that there is a loss of cabin pressure, oxygen mask will drop from the overhead. Place the mask over your nose and mouth. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Holiloquy Podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. This is your favorite host, Vernon T. Scott, also known as Slater Jackson, and for my other hoes out there, Sebastian's Adams. On today's episode, we will be having a discussion about Planned Parenthood, not necessarily the organization, but just in general, planning for parenthood, parenthood, all things like that. Uh, And on today's episode, I have Adrian, Adrian, how you doing, girl? I'm cool. I love that Oprah like intro. Oprah. <laughs> that was delicious. I feel rich. I feel <laughs> now I'm thinking about Oprah Jesus. <laughs> Bruh, when you get Oprah on the pod, you have arrived. Right, you right. At that point, <laughs> you know, speaking of celebrities, uh, I actually wanted, I hate that. Uh, it's sad that he passed away, um, but I really wanted to have uh, Kevin Samuels on my podcast uh, just to debate him on relationship stuff. Uh, what mm-hmm. is is not toxic, um, and just talk about his show, my ch- show, how the differences between the two and the benefits and hurt that people may get from either one of those. So uh, I rest in peace, uh, Kevin Samuels, um, though I was not a, a supporter of his ideology and um, uh, I didn't follow his show um, as much, but uh, it's still it's still sad. Yeah. Yeah. Poor thing. Yeah. Nice soup, though. Oh, the man was sharp. <laughs> the man stayed sharp. Um, yeah. But yeah. So we are discussing Planned Parenthood related issues. So I I want to start this conversation off about discussing abortion, abortion rights and things like that. Uh, As of this recording, we don't know what the fuck is going on in terms of the Supreme Court. Well, we do know um, based off of that opinion that was um, brought out. But uh, Adrian, what is your um, views of abortion? So for me personally, I um, believe in a woman's right to choose um, either way it goes, whether it's she wants to uh, carry the baby and it's a choice between her safety and the fetus's safety or, you know, whether it's, you know, she was a young girl, she didn't know she didn't get the sexual education she needed and now she's in the situation you know mm-hmm. i 
that pregnancy first of all just from a medical standpoint when they say miracle of life like it's a fucking miracle i.e a bunch of random events that make a person and we do this often um every time certain circumstances and conditions are met i.e sperm egg fertilization it that for every person that arrives and is healthy and you know nothing there's no issue there's so many other would be people or even you know people that weren't able to make it that um exist as well and what the supreme court what i believe the supreme court is doing is now forcing one sex to be a punishment against women and two about to i don't want to say pollute the population but severely impact and possibly impair the population because every pregnancy has to go to term mm. every regardless of the circumstances it's gonna be a mess be a mm. fucking mess. guess what abortion is not gonna stop it's just gonna go from a safe healthy secure procedure to some back alley bullshit mm-hmm. so i agree with you there like uh it's, it's going to be a mess and i just think about the the dominoes that will tr- um like that will just fall Mm-hmm. With this kind of decision, because this is a, a decision that removes people's autonomy over their own body. Um, and that means for those people who like drugs, that means you you will now have regulations, even stricter regulations on what drugs you can use and what can, what you cannot use. Mm-hmm. Um, that means recreational drugs might have an impact there. There's going to be like Colorado that's um, focusing more on legalizing all um drugs regardless of if it's um like like heroin i think they're working on um, making sure that's something that is available uh, recreationally because when you have access to certain things like that and you are getting treatment you are getting um taken care of um you have more control of what you do because some people can function on heroin and do fine and it's not any any like um it's not any negative impact on their lives that they experience because because of such thing but it also with legalizing things like that and you're able to have uh funding provided uh into the research or more money going into that state's economy you can um make sure you have better mental health facilities for those individuals who are uh, uh who has the potential of overdosing or uh addicts you have a lot more uh, services provided for those people who do abuse drugs and alcohol and stuff like that. And when you are so happy and willing to restrict the um, the bodies of women, how 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 far until that goes to um, the bodies of people of different races? Um, and I, I agree, it is a way to punish women for having sex. That's all these decisions have been about. It's like. Um, and I hate that we have to qualify the need for abortion by saying incest or um, uh, having to be raped because I, a person does not need, they should not have to go through a traumatic experience just for them to have a right to choose what happens on their body. And that's the thing that really annoys me the most about the arguments that are um, being made. Um, regardless if you out here thought bopping, spreading those legs open, busting wide open for a nickel, I don't give a damn. If you want to um, 
remove uh, a fetus from you, you should have that right to do it, regardless of uh, what you were doing the nights before, the months before. Uh, and then there's those people who are arguing that there's um, post-birth abortions. I'm like, that's murder. So you're saying um, a child that is born can be aborted. That's, <laughs> no, <it's> <laughs> that's murder. <laughs> a post, you want to know, uh, we want to know uh, uh, a post-birth abortion, George Floyd, that was a post-birth uh, abortion. Um, mm-hmm. um, Tamir Rice, um, you have um, Sandra Bland, um, Breonna Taylor. You have so many people who have been murdered on these streets. What, are you going to fight for that post-birth abortion? Mm-hmm. Like, let's be real about it. Like the concept, the the reality that we live in in today's society is scary and I hate it for all of us. And the fact that we have to continuously hear about the culture war, culture war, culture wars, there we go, that's the word, uh, and just the pushing of a certain ideology in a land that is supposed to be um, to have free choice and freedom and all this other stuff. But why mm. are we restricting those freedoms on a regular basis? Mm-mm-mm. It's it's annoying. It's It's scary. I don't know where this country is going. Uh, I know I'm looking into multiple places that I can um, retreat to if uh, if the money starts to align that way. But this is not what it's supposed to be. This is not where it's at. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you by any chance know anybody who's ever had an abortion? Uh, I don't think I do. If I do, I don't. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I do know one. Um, it wasn't. It was the kind that you can just take the pill or whatever, because it was early, early enough along that that was still effective. And uh, she was miserable for about three days, but mm-hmm. everything was good. All right. Uh, I know um, a couple people who've had an abortion, and um, it does impact you mentally because it is a hard choice. It is a very hard decision for any uh, person to make. Uh, and uh, the way that is framed, it's like people are just like, oh, I wake up today. I'm going to go get an abortion. No, you have a lot of mental turmoil. You live a full making the decision. You mentally live a full life uh, of what can happen. I think about that episode, the uh, final episode of Insecure, where everything kept going like you are. It might have been the episode before the last one where Issa was thinking of different scenarios of where her life trajectory would be and that's something that happens to people when it comes to um, (laughs) making that decision they look into the trajectory of their life what can and can um, may or may not happen Um, the impact that has uh, like having a child has on their finances their relationships all of that like People don't think about like how heavy it is to bring a child into this world. And when you are confronted with that, because you can go out, go throughout your entire life, like, oh, I can't wait to be a parent. I can't wait to be a parent. And then you have that moment of, oh, I might be a parent. Shit. 
that's a that's a reckoning moment and if you realize at that moment that I cannot at my current state be a parent to a whole nother human being let alone be like a a dog parent or a cat parent I need an escape (laughs) and that's the option that people have uh, tend to take uh, regardless of um, if they have protection or not, because birth control doesn't isn't 100%, condoms isn't 100%, abstinence doesn't do anything. Actually, if if you really want to decrease um, <laughs> the possibility of having children, yes, abstinence is the way to go, because abstinence actually uh, lessens your sperm count in men. For men, it will lessen your sperm count. So um, do what you want to do. Like, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it here, y'all. I hate it here. Um, on, a, on a different note, outside of um, abortions, how often do you go to the gynecologist? Uh, once a year. Um, I would only go, like, besides my annual exam, I would only go if something were to happen, like mm. that arm or something. But uh, my vaginal health's pretty tip-top. You know, I have regular periods, pretty much the same every month. Um, my pap smears are always good. Um, discharge is normal. Like, yeah, I got pretty good coochie health. But <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I remember. Uh, what am I trying to say? Yeah, it's. I never had a pregnancy scare like that. Like, well, I did, but they weren't like. Actually, I wasn't actually pregnant. I was just stressed. So my period was late. But mm-hmm. like, um, I never I never really had to go to the gynecologist like with that in mind. But as you know, me and my partner are about to get married um, in January, we're going to begin to start our family. So there will be a lot of gynecological visits for the two of us. Um, because uh, first, our first child, we're just going to uh, do the um, insemination. And then our second one, Benita's actually going to carry my egg with our same father from the first baby. Yeah. And we have a little fam, bam. Oh, that's so cute. I love it. I love it. Oh, my God. Mm. <laughs> I'm happy for y'all. I, I, yes, yes. That's what, that's what Planned Parenthood is about, y'all planning out the parenthood, um, <laughs> being parents and whatnot. And, you know, I love that for y'all. And I hope that goes well. Uh, and that's that's one of the things I'm actually worried about with this current climate that we're in, uh, because this will, if they decide to reverse that on the Supreme Court level and provide that right to um, the states to decide what women can do with their bodies that will actually limit the uh, opportunity for uh, artificial insemination and um, things like that because some states like texas because it's always what the fuck texas um, (laughs) will ban things like that because i'm i'm quite sure they're moving towards um, a position of just banning the right to be gay in their state i don't know for sure but it's texas i'm i would not be surprised The Holiloquy podcast focuses on the variability of sexual expression. When it comes to sexual expression, we often depend on pornography to illustrate how one must perform sexually. 
For those who have not learned this by now, the stuff you see in porn is not real. Pornography provides a singular perspective of sexual expression that is not often the reality we see during our own sexual encounters. The Holiloquy Podcast is a conversation that takes you outside of the compressed box of what many know about sex. Some of the topics we discuss include kinks, condom usage, status disclosure, and past sexual experiences. The Holiloquy Podcast steps out on sexual norms and recognizes that the norm is not the only normal. Subscribe today and join the conversation. the right to be gay in their state i don't know for sure but it's texas i'm not, i would not be surprised mm-hmm. um but it's just um uh, when when is it going to get to a point where they're because i'm quite sure they'll do it um because roe v wade is something that helped out with um providing the right to have lgbtq related um marriages and interracial marriages and whatnot so what's what's going to happen <laughs> In, in certain states that are racist as fuck, like Georgia, um, Texas, Alabama, Mississippi, Idaho, um, Utah. Uh, keep, <laughs> I can keep naming shit. <laughs> like, Kentucky, Tennessee, uh, Louisiana, uh, Florida. Did I say Alabama? Alabama's actually pronounced Alaracis in my head. But um, <laughs> like, <laughs> all these damn states, Texas, 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 Texas. <laughs> <laughs> like what's what's going to happen there um and i will hate for it to get to a point where they're just like oh yeah we're not we're no longer studying uh in vitro fertilization and things like that what are the all the developments in technology that has been created within that field we have to just act like it no longer exists uh how these studies and um can help out with male infertility uh, and improving that, like I mentioned earlier with how um, being abstinent lowers your sperm count. Mm-hmm. Are we not going to look into ways to improve sperm count? Okay, Jackinoff can help that out somewhat. But yeah. there are still those uh, individuals in our society who are sterile. So what are we going to do for them to help them out? Oh. So there's so many people who may want to have a, a family, um, grow their family, who might not be able to, to do so. And if things like this, um, are <laughs> the way that this country's um, progressing, uh, well, degressing, uh, if that's a word, um, what's going to happen then? But enough, enough about the Supreme Court shit. Oh, oh. Um, um, so one of the things that we talked about in the intake meeting was yeast infections uh and a lot of men don't know this but men you you, you're eligible you can get a yeast infection just to let y'all know Uh, it's possible (laughs) it's definitely possible but it's something that commonly impacts uh, women. Uh, have you ever had a yeast infection? What kind of tips, trips, tricks, or any information you would like to share about those? Yeah, so um, I'll just tell the story like I told you in the intake meeting. So like I um, I have had two, two yeast infections in my life and it's from the same thing, which is antibiotics. So um, I am prone to getting strep throat (laughs) when I get sick. And so I went, um, 
I remember the first time I got stripped, I had just started working at Geico. And this bitch I was training had fucking, she, that bitch looked sick. Like, she looked diseased. And this is pre-COVID, y'all. So, like, we wasn't, like, <laughs> tripping like we do now. So, like, you know, wasn't no mask in the building type shit. So, I'm like, can you sneeze? Can you breathe that way, bitch? Like, you, you see <laughs> ill. And so, she's like, oh, feel good. So, the next day, she didn't come to work. So, I'm like, where the little sick bitch at? And they was like, oh, she's sick. And I was like, what? She's sick. And so, I'm, I'm, I woke up that day feeling, like, tired or whatever. Like, just super tired. Like, I just wanted to sleep. But I had to work. So, I'm at work. And I'm falling asleep at my desk. And my supervisor's like, yo, go to the break room. Take you a little nap. And then come back. So, I clock out. I'm in the break room. Leaned up against the thing. I'm knocked out. Like, luckily, I wake up in the time I was supposed to wake up, which is like 30 minutes. I go um, back to my desk and I'm like cold, like I'm shivering. And my mm-hmm. boss comes up and she touches my forehead. She's like, You're burning up. She's like, Sign out. You gotta go home. Like, you just gotta go home. Like, you're sick as fuck. Like, seriously. So I get. I sign out, I go to my car, I drive. It is summer. I think it's, yeah, it's like summertime. And I have the heat on 80 in my car. And it's like 90 degrees outside. Oh, no. I'm freaking <laughs> in my brain, but like, bitch is burning up. So I get back to the apartment or whatever. And I, that was, this is what I was dating. She who shall not be named. Mm. That put me in jail. But anyway, she was like, Oh, babe, you're sick. Like, let me, you know, take care of you, whatever. And so she made me some juice and soup, threw it right back up. So all I can end up doing is just sleeping. So she takes me to the doctor the next day, and the doctor's like, Oh, you got strep, strep throat. So we're going to give you, and they were like, It's bad. We're going to give you augmented, which is a really broad, like, antibiotic it's gonna kill everything everything which is important remember this mm-hmm. everything so i take that mitten i'm i'm feeling better like it's like each day i feel less and less like i'm gonna die and then like after about three days on it i start feeling like better like the patches in my throat are gone you know there's still the inflammation or whatever and you know it's usually like a seven to ten day course mm-hmm. that you take so around day five, and remember, you have to take all of it or else you could relapse and the bacteria will be resistant. And it's just a whole other thing. Always take your antibiotics, people, start to finish. Do not skip doses. Do not double doses. Take them all. <laughs> um, anyway, so I, around day five, I'm like, okay, my body, my throat and shit feels better, but like my coochie feel kind of like... This is not how my coochie be feeling. And so I can actually feel it like on my like on my clitoris as well as like at the um lips and inside. And so I was like, okay, you know, let me just take a shower. Like maybe, you know, maybe a bitch dirty or something. So I took a shower and you know, after I got the shower, that made it worse. Like the, uh, the discomfort like was on 10. And then I started itching and I was like, yo what the fuck is this? Like, I've never, because remember, this is the first one I've ever had. So I'm like, yo, this is not okay. Like, there was no odor. Like, it, it didn't have a, like, a stank smell. It smelled like my normal cooch. But, like, there was serious discharge. It was chunky. 
And so I showed my partner at the time and she was like, ooh, I think you have a yeast infection, babe. So I called my doctor and they're like, oh yeah, that's a common side effect. But when women take augmented, we're going to give you this pill, fluconazole, and just one pill, it'll clear it up. And so I go get the pill from the pharmacy, take the pill. Literally, 24 hours later, I'm good as new. Um, But it was itchy. Like that was the worst thing I remember. It's an itch you cannot scratch because I mean you can scratch it but you're gonna destroy your vaginal canal so like and possibly your cervix and maybe even like up deeper in there you could do damage like you you do not scratch that ever like the most I would say is okay is maybe like a little bit of tissue and just wipe it like just a gentle wipe but like even that if you give in to the feeling because when you, you you know, when you have an itch, if you scratch it, it feels good. If you do that, you might end up, like, really hurting yourself. Like, mm. tissue damage is real. So don't scratch, guys. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that one pill cleared it up. Like, I didn't even have to go to the gynecologist because everything stopped after I took the pill. Mm. And that's because because augmentin is a super strong and broad antibiotic. It kills the good and bad bacteria in the body there's bacteria that naturally exist in certain places in the body because they have a function and a role like your gut your um, intestines they have good bacteria and bad bacteria so like when you get food poisoning let's say you have e coli you don't get it's not like you didn't have e coli e coli is already inside it but when you ate that food the balance became uneven and now the e coli is greater than your good bacteria and it's wreaking havoc so you need to kill it off get it back in balance so that everything's back in harmony same is true in your coochie you got good bacteria bad bacteria a yeast infection is when the um the bad bacteria are out of balance they overgrow there's more of them than the good and that causes the symptoms that the vagina goes through, uh, which is the discharge. There may or may not be odor. You know, women are different. For me, when I have them, there is no change in odor. Um, it still smells like it always does, like myself. But the discharge is how I know. And the sensitivity to touch is another, like, symptom for me, of course. And the itching. <laughs> that fucking itch. <laughs> um, worst feeling ever, top 10. I would wish that on my worst enemy. I would. <laughs> like, how about That's you? Bitch? Bitch. <laughs> um, if a yeast infection is left untreated, it can cause damage to your reproductive systems. So guys and girls, you know, definitely don't be afraid to keep up with your sexual health. Like if you, if you see something, say something. If it don't feel right, it probably ain't. Get help. <laughs> Prevention is best maintenance <laughs> i agree like uh you know i i um you know in the twitter sphere um i saw a thread of women saying that they enjoy having sex while um they have a uh, yeast infection because that's the one thing that will actually scratch that itch uh i don't understand <laughs> understand it but um because uh, I don't have a, a vulva I'm not a vulva owner so I would not know that experience I don't think I want to know that experience but um yeah um teach their own but um that is fucking nasty <laughs> <laughs> I mean in theory yeah I'm pretty sure the dick would scratch that itch like 
you probably be a whole demon on the dick that day because you are making him feel good and making you feel good. So, but that is fucking nasty. No, you should not. Mm-hmm. Keep that shit to yourself, okay? Do not be fucking even with a condom. No, no. Right. Hey your body heal people Look, uh, for, for those who uh, are uh, participating in raw intercourse with their partners who own a vulva and you are a penis owner please invest in some ph wipes and also make sure you are washing properly because anything can throw off that balance so just keep that in mind uh individuals out there um the last thing I want to talk about before we go into the never have I ever uh, section is what was your sex education like? Uh, so from the state standpoint, <laughs> I got what was, you know, required to graduate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but from like a personal standpoint I taught myself mostly um because my mama was like heavily Christian so the topic of sex was just not allowed like ever um I only found out where babies come from because I watched look who's talking with my mom and I was like hey babies come from tadpoles because the sperm looks like a tadpole mm-hmm. and learning about frogs and amphibians and shit and I was like are humans frogs? Are frogs human? You know, my mom could see me becoming, like, developing an ideology that was dumb as fuck. So she had to intervene. She's like, no, babies come from sperm and eggs. They meet a man, fertilizes the woman. The man has a sperm. The woman has an egg. Bang, bang, boom. That's a baby. That's all you need to know. And that was it. Like, from age four to, like, 13 12 when I got my period that's when I got the true tea which was you know dudes have dicks and you have a pussy and this is gonna happen every month and if it doesn't happen you're a whore because you're pregnant (laughs) and uh tampons are for whores (laughs) and yeah just a whole lot of warped bullshit so did she really say tampons are for whores (laughs) yeah wow but yeah, tampons are for so all you tampons, Pearl, Tampax Sport, you know, all my Tampax sisters were horse, <laughs> according to my mother. But fuck her, what does she know? Um, yeah, that was that was that was it. But when I went to college, um, I would say by that point in time, all of the same education I had was either through pornography or like actual experience. <laughs> With a par- a person. I had like maybe five or six partners in high school. Not partners, but because we like we're kids, but I had two girlfriends, a boyfriend, and then like four other people I fucked. <laughs> Just because I was a fucking cheater. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been cheating all your life. Up until three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> But really, uh, sex education uh, needs to be better, especially here in Georgia. Um, I think my sex ed was my first experience in terms of the talk was um, seeing a porno. uh, And this was um, shown to me by some dude that my mom was dating at the time. Uh, He was a cool guy, but um, I was also like six and should not have been watching the porno. Um, and that was, oh, this is what is supposed to happen kind of conversation. I'm like, okay. Um, 
then also learn, you know, the game of, you know, uh, how to interact with women at like age nine. I forgot who taught. I think that was like a conversation with my cousins and whatnot. Um, and then, um, you know, the um, state funded sex education in middle school, which I was like, um, this didn't answer any of my questions because <laughs> one, okay, you told me that STDs are bad. I remembered everything related to STDs, uh, and now it's known as STI. So, okay. Um, they mentioned AIDS briefly, and they were just like, okay, HIV turns to AIDS, and if you get AIDS, you die. Um, that that was essentially what was going on there. Um, they didn't have any real discussion about birth control. They said, okay, women take pills uh, to keep themselves from um, getting pregnant. They didn't mention IUD. I didn't find out about that until high school, um, any other kind of birth control. Uh, but they did say wear condoms um, if you're going to have sex and that's it. Uh, that's the only way to keep from having a baby. And then, you know, of course, we had the little uh, home ec class that had nothing to do with economics, uh, where we just had a little uh, a flower child, uh, a, meaning a <laughs> child made out of flour. Um, I forgot the name of my child. Um, oh, well, wow. fuck you. I could have made you into some fucking fried chicken, bitch. Um, <laughs> um, um, so high school, that I would say is where I got the most sex ed. And it wasn't because we had a sex ed class. Uh, I went to a health science and engineering high school. So uh, on the health science side, we did talk about um, um, like reproduction in many of our classes, because you need to know that in the medical field, if you're going to pursue that. Um, but in my anatomy class is where we start talking more about birth control, IUDs, and um, uh, what else? Uh, how we talked about hormones. Um, so that's where I got a good bit of the um, my sex ed from, even though still didn't answer all questions, but it was the basics. Uh, other than that, nothing. It was just independent research and hoeing that um, filled in more, 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 uh, more gaps. So wow. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> so on that note, uh, as promised, let's get into this never have I ever shit. So Adrian, mm -hmm. first up. Ooh, hold up. I'm messing shit up. Jesus, fix it all. Take the will, Lord. Um, never have I ever had sex while I was tied up. I have not, but I am interested. Very interested. I haven't either, and I'm with you. I'm also interested. I need to get some handcuffs. I also need to get some ropes. Um, and I need to find a new person to, uh, well, a new company that I can test toys with so I can get free toys. So <laughs> <laughs> give me free products. Um, so I, I need to invest in those things to improve my fun. Okay. Have you, um, <laughs> have you purchased any of those things yet? Like a um, handcuffs or rope? Yeah, we have rope, we have handcuffs, we have, um, we have, I think we have a crop, a, a, a whip, the thing you hit the horse with. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like that, um, we have the rose. Ooh, child. 
feel like that'd be an interesting experience to be uh, tied up and uh, your partner using a rose on you. Oh my God. Oh, yes. That's scary. Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the rose is, I love the rose. Like, <laughs> wait, do either one of you have the magic wand? Uh, no. I heard that's a that's a uh, a wonderful investment. Um, mm-hmm. it's it's not something that goes internal, but it's an external thing. And I heard it, it gets the job done and gets the job done quick. Oh, I look. Yes, yes, girl, look into that. Mm-hmm. Oh, we have a, <laughs> we have massage oil. We have candles, uh, and nipple clamp. Those are for Ooh. her. I'll punch her in her forehead. <laughs> See, I tried nipple clamps once, but uh, that's also um, the same day I realized how extremely sensitive my nipples are. Uh, <laughs> uh, I tried. It hurt? It, it hurt like hell. Uh, and I, I tried to like change the settings of the clamps that I had, and that still wasn't improving the pleasure. Uh, it was just still painful. Uh, and like, even when it comes to nipple play, um, you cannot bite my nipples or else you might get a fist to the face. Um, okay. Nibbles are welcomed, but yeah, they, they sensitive. They sensitive. <laughs> On the contrary, my nipples are not tender unless I'm about to have my beard. Oh, interesting. So have yeah. you dropped the nipple clamps? No, I don't have any interest in that. Oh. <laughs> Wait, what kind of clamps does she have? Are the, uh, is the metal clamp? Uh, it has like a bead and like um like a rubbery, like the tips are kind of like rubbery dipped. Oh, and they just... I think that's the same kind I got. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. So, um, would you like a sex question? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you like to use condoms? Well, when when with uh uh. I guess just might as well keep it general. Do you like to use condoms? Why or why not? If you do, uh, what's your go-to kind? So I do for both reasons. Um, I ain't trying to be nobody bummer. Just coochie is duration. So <laughs> um, uh, when I'm having sex with a man, I love um, I love Trojan. Uh, what is it called? It's like isn't this orange package? And it's like duos or whatever. Mm. Not basically, they're like very thin and not very thin. It just feels so nice on a hard dick. Like it just, it's a nice feeling. Is it the one with the ridges? Yes. Mm. Mm. But you know how you know how the regular Trojans are like really thick. Like I don't like those. It's like Trojan bearskin. I think is what it's called. Yes. Ribbed and it's like. Just it feels like when you have a whamma bama in there, it feels like that's who he is. Like you, it's like it feel like you, it feel like you fucking raw for real. But I wouldn't know because I don't fuck raw. <laughs> right. But um, yeah, I like those. Um, but when I am using my dildo, I I still use condoms because like for her protection a lot of the women that i've been with have been very sensitive when it comes to their vaginal area um so like just to you know keep a clean environment and Mm -hmm. protect them um because silicone 
even if you do wash it over time, it can harbor bacteria or whatever. So, mm. you know, we do clean them, but also I'll have a condom on it so that they can have that extra layer of protection for themselves. We don't want to throw no pHs off. We don't want to have no no issues. I love the pussy. I'm not trying to hurt you. <laughs> right. Uh, I I also even when I use some of my um, toys, I uh, I would put a condom on them too because uh, it it does help out with uh, keep, uh, maintaining its cleanliness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I know some people might be like, oh, well, that's a waste of condoms. Um, no, it's not a waste. Um, mm-hmm. Like it it really does help out uh, with um, you know like you said uh, reducing uh, bacteria. Uh, and I'm, if I'm going to be using the toy, I know how I am. I'm not really interested in getting up out of bed afterwards. So (laughs) just, uh, (laughs) being able to remove that. And then I even use a condom on myself for like any kind of like flesh, like kind of, um, toy I may have. Mm -hmm. Um, then of course I'm getting out of bed to throw away the um, condom, but, um, um, then, uh, I can just leave the toy where it is and then, you know, clean it off the next day. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's, that does help me out in terms of cleanliness when it does come to any kind of penetrative sex. I do, uh, I always wear condoms, um, uh, except for when I was with my ex, that's different, but, um, I, I'm strong on condom usage. Uh, and a lot of that is due to reducing my chances of catching any kind of STIs and anything like that. Uh, and I prefer to use, uh, skins yes. uh, because they, they have a, a lot of, um, they have a non-latex version. And that helps out just in case if I come across somebody who's just like, oh, I'm allergic to latex. And I'm just like, oh, that's fine. That's that's pretty much all I use. Mm-hmm. Um, so there we go. Um, that alleviates that excuse. Um, I also like their bare skin um, condom too. Uh, it is very thin uh, and it's very efficient. Um, it does feel as though that you're having sex without a condom. Uh, which mm-hmm. is a benefit for everybody involved. I, uh, well, I, yeah, I guess everybody involved because there's that barrier protection and then it still feels like there's nothing there. So mm-hmm. um, uh, I so skins, um, I do not recommend using Magnum. I'm on a campaign against them. <laughs> Y'all do not buy Magnums. It does nothing for your partner. It does nothing for you. It's a very, very <laughs> thick ass condom. So thick. Like for you to make a Magnum thing, you gotta have like a horse dig. Right. Like, like don't. Man. Like I uh I want I, I like to try different condoms too. And one of the condom brands that I'm uh, interested in trying next is the B brand, which is also a black a black owned condom um, distributor, uh mm-hmm. condom maker. So I want to try theirs out. Um um, what else? Um, there was this one condom that I use um, for oral. Um, I typically do not use condoms for oral because they do taste horrible, but I think it's, <laughs> um, uh, it's called One. Um, I think that's the brand. I need to like double check. Uh, or it might it might be Icon, but those have no flavor to it. They're uh, very um, 
useful yeah i think it is icon um they um with they don't taste like rubber they do not have a weird texture on them uh i don't think they have a lot of lube uh in their package so definitely you will have to utilize um your own lube i always utilize lube when it comes to sex um (laughs) but yeah i'll say those are those are my um top condoms skins bare skin and their regular brand mm-hmm. um so yeah condom people over here <laughs> yes safe over here mm-hmm. safe for sex safe for sex y'all it's still good and amazing sex um so adrian do you have any last words last message for the audience um no yes abortion we don't know where it's going you know at this time well we're recording it with you know probably when it airs we'll know but um i will help anyone that needs to get access to that care like if you need an abortion and you need to do some like like some recon like ops type shit call me bitch we gonna get that motherfucker out of you (laughs) like i'm gonna lie to all of y'all that need that so it's going to be an underground railroad for um getting an abortion is that's 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 <laughs> it's sad to say it that way but that's essentially what we're heading to uh, from how these motherfuckers are acting Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's sad but um with that being said thank you so much for uh, recording with me today adrian i love you so much you're always welcome on the podcast you're an amazing person you know amazing personality you're just sweet you're a blessing i love you so much thank you so much i love you too y'all <laughs> visited me yesterday <laughs> i did i did you visit her yesterday now to the listeners thank you all so much for listening to the holiloquy podcast where we step out and speak on sexuality um make sure you do all the great things which includes liking sharing subscribing rating reviewing uh, sharing this podcast with your friends most definitely those who may need this message um just in case no one else told you this today you are beautiful you are worthy of happiness and joy you are enough and then some you may not live up to the expectations of others but that is okay you are only required to walk in your own shoes make each day you live lead um may each day you live lead you towards abundance with that said love you all and see you next episode bye bye Thank you for listening to the Holiloquy Podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. You can subscribe to the podcast through your favorite podcasting app and find us on the web at www.holiloquy.com. That's www.h-e-a-u-x-l-i-l-o-q-u-y.com. Share the podcast with your friends and join the conversation.